the Florida Panthers get a gutsy win in Las Vegas for their first in nine tries while losing Barkoff and Rodriguez. We're going to discuss how the Panthers special teams carried them through the final 40 minutes. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, January 5th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to every day who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So the Florida Panthers, they go into Vegas, and they now guarantee a 504-game road trip. But this wasn't easy for the Panthers as they lose Evan Rodriguez early on. And then as soon as he comes back, Alexander Barkov goes down, and the Panthers had to play the final 40 minutes with 10 forwards. But after trailing one nothing early on in, in the game, the Panthers score four unanswered, two of them on the power play and go a perfect six for six on the PK. But for this one, it was a big character culture setting win for the Florida Panthers on Thursday night in at T-Mobile Arena. And it is a Friday, which means it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And Nick, it's it's 119 a.m., and as the great Scott Van Pelt says, I am not tired yet. And I am pumped up after this one. <laughs> How are you feeling, my friend? Uh, I feel like this one was a long time coming. And it almost makes me wonder what it would have been like uh, last June, um, you know, if this team was healthy. I mean, I know that they lost Rodriguez and they lost Barkoff early in the game. But it seems like the game plan didn't change. They were stepping up in the neutral zone. The defense was playing spectacular. Um, I want a rematch. That's what that's what got me pumped up. I want a rematch in June of this exact caliber. That that would be that would be a definite definitely a fun rematch. And you know you know the Panthers and and the Golden Knights. I mean, when you go into a playoff series as well, and then the history after that, uh, it's it's it, it creates that rivalry, even though in a different conference as well. I mean, the Miami Heat and the Dallas Mavericks had that in in 2006 and 2011. Let's not forget that. So there is that historic rivalry as far as that. And coming into this game, no Nick Cousins, obviously with the concussion protocol. And then on the other side, no William Carlson for Vegas. And then Grigory Denisenko draws in for the Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> as, as well. His Vegas Golden Knights debut, by the way. Uh, and with, with, the, with the Panthers, I mean, think about how think about this. Early on in, into the into the game, uh, the the Vegas Golden Knights uh, score three three fifty nine to be exact, and that was the and think about it when when the Pan, when the Panthers gave up that goal to Dorovriev, I I, <laughs> I I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. That was on the box shot by Evan Rodriguez, and the Panthers really couldn't set up from there uh, because they, he couldn't get off the ice there after that. But then 
when you think about the at the game, I mean, it was 10-1 shots on goal um, mm-hmm. at, at one point in that one. But what the Panthers were doing were they were, they, they were winning key faceoffs, generating speed through that neutral zone af- after that. And and really, uh, when when Barkov went out with that, getting the elbow to the to the face from Alec Mar- Martinez, which was not intentional, mm-hmm. um, you saw that the Panthers had to really, you know, uh, before that they were double shifting Lundell and and Bennett on that on that top line, but then you you know you had to be 10, 10 uh, forwards and and putting Gajovic in on that second line from time to time as well. But I mean the 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 cleanliness of the Panthers going through the neutral zone as well really improved and all. They were they were communicating well on give and goes as well, consistently back checking. I mean, you can't coach back checking in the NHL in any level of hockey. That 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 has to come from within uh for, for guys. But also, I mean, think about Sergey Bobrovsky when it was one nothing, three major stops on Jonathan Marchessault and mm-hmm. and and one big one shortly after the Vegas Golden Knights scored. I mean, going into that second period, I mean, 35 seconds in, the Panther, the Panthers get a penalty. And then it snowballs from there. Kulikov goes, Ekblad goes, which I believe Ekblad, if he didn't hook, uh, I think it was Stevenson. I think mm-hmm. that would have been a goal, uh, honestly, on that quick zone entry. And then Kevin Stenlin, got to give him a shout out. He defensive zone draws, and there was one on the five on three where he's battling multiple VGK players and then clearing it up the ice as well to, um, to take some seconds off. And man, was that a big momentum changer for the Panthers a- after that. And man, uh, the def- the D getting on the score sheet as well. Uh, more than the the broadcast at one point uh, was saying uh, five points for the for the five points for the D on on mm-hmm. the night as well. So and and think about that five on three, all three guys who went to the penalty box were defensemen. So yep. making up for making up for uh, what happened earlier in the game. Yeah, the first five minutes of the game uh, was probably your worst case scenario. I mean, you know, Florida is coming in. They haven't won a game at all in Vegas ever, even, you know, dating back to, you know, when they came into the league, uh, even in the Stanley Cup finals. But, um, you know, it kind of, you know, scared everybody. You know, the first five minutes, Bob uh, saves one. And unfortunately, Rodriguez goes down with that shot block. And it seems like everybody's scrambling and nobody picks up uh, the garbage that, uh is in the middle of the slot there and they just put it in. So can't really blame Bob there. Uh, He did his job. Just nobody cleared out that rebound. Uh, But then after that, they continued to fight the puck and make uh, neutral zone uh, turnovers, which allowed uh, Vegas to really kind of like really try to take the game over. But Bob, true to his name for the last, I want to say year now, has been that $10 million goalie and just making the saves to keep the team in it. And I know Randy said, you know, that on that Marchessault um, save that, you know, if the Panthers win, we'll be looking back on this. And sure enough, that was the only one that got past him and everything was gravy after that. Um, you know, once Barkoff and Rodriguez left, you saw a shift in the Panthers just trying to simplify their game. They weren't trying to do anything really fancy. Um, you know, they were just trying to get pucks in the net. They were trying to get the pucks deep and win those battles. And they were winning them, you know, very cleanly. Um as you said, hats off to Stenland. I think outside of Bobrovsky, he was the next player that stepped up immediately once Barkoff went off and being able to kill those penalties. I mean, that was just by far the biggest momentum um, outside of Bobrovsky's save. And I think it gave the team some hope saying, hey, listen, these guys can't score five on three on extended five on threes. No, we can do this. We, we, we can take over this game. 
and one shot on goal throughout that that stretch mm -hmm. uh through through that as well and let's talk about uh matthew kachuk he was playing like a madman tonight uh if for those listening who are not on x uh i posted a picture of anakin skywalker from episode <laughs> three of star wars uh with the yellow eyes uh as he as he was on mustafar and that was basically what matthew kachuk was tonight consistently on on breaking up in the neutral zone and creating some rush chances the panthers were using a lot of sauce passes on on the two two on ones as well uh and just uh not all of them connected but still the 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 fact that they were in in sync as far as uh as far as those as well and and getting those opportunities out front and then just keeping the vegas golden knights on their toes i mean and even let's go back to the first goal as well the second power play unit the mm -hmm. first power play unit was doing absolutely nothing, and then the and then the second they're moving the puck quickly. Oliver Ekman Larson um, shot goes off the board, and then Sam Bennett goes into the open net. Crazy. Two two of the uh, four Panthers goals were were uh, were redire redirections. Uh, excuse me. Uh, the Carver Hagee one was a big juicy rebound, and then he go he shoots one into an open net as well. So hats off the, for the second power play unit to set the tone as well. And Matthew Kachuk. We I said that he was playing like a madman. Uh, got get the power play goal on that and that shot that the Panthers kept alive. Montour uh, Montour sh shoots from the point and then he re mm -hmm. redirects it in. And then the one that the one that really said kiss and goodbye to the Vegas Golden Knights is that pass that that in the center to Sam Reinhart, which teams have been figuring out all season mm -hmm. for the most part as far as the the pass inside the in, in into the bumper. Well, well, not all season, but a good a good portion of the season, but the, but just incredible the quick passing there as well. So, special teams, special teams, special teams on this night, Nick. Just what more can we say? Best game that Matthew Chuck has played this season by far. Mm -hmm. um, he looked healthy. He looked like he was committed to making a difference in the game, and he looked like he actually wanted to forecheck and win puck battles. Um, you know, I, I don't mean to say it like this, but there have been times in the during the season where I've got kind of questioned, you know, if he's putting 100 percent in or if he's hurt, um, you know, trying to win those board battles or if he's just not having a lot of puck luck. Um, I think tonight we finally saw the Matthew to Chuck that we were used to last year, which is great to see. So maybe 2024, you know, the beginning of it will be a start of something new for him. Um, just really glad that he was able to get the tip off of Montour's, uh, you know, his shot. That was a set play. Um, and just see him choke up on the stick there and be able to just tip it past there. It was a thing of beauty. It just reminded you of everything he did last season. And then, you know, as far as the Sam Bennett goal and everything, I don't know if that was a set play, but I'm just glad he was there because the second power play unit, again, the th theme I have for this show is that they kept it simple. They kept the puck moving. They were not uh, repetitive or they weren't trying to, I guess, feed it to Barkoff the whole time. Cause that's all the first power play unit was doing was is between Montour and Barkoff, Barkoff mm -hmm. back to Montour. And, yeah, exactly. And it's like, what are you guys doing? Are you guys going to shoot the puck and get it towards the net? Or are you guys just going to keep paying, playing pass? So um, I just think the second power play unit gave it another look and they were more uh, aggressive, more hungry in what they wanted to accomplish and they were rewarded for it. Yeah. De definitely a so tone setter for for sure for for the Panthers as they tied the game there early and then the Panthers just went from there and basically tilted the ice and two straight games were the final forty minutes the Panthers just tilt the ice their way but mm -hmm. we're going to transition over to segment number two we're going to discuss more about when we thought this game was won or lost 
and our three stars of this game. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like same-game parlays. Uh, and you can find bets on the new Explore tab. Make a parlay on the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. And if you want to place some bets on the Florida Panthers continuing their winning streak when they head to Colorado this Saturday, you can put those on FanDuel. Or if you want to put your place your bets on the Miami Dolphins as they are racing towards the division title in the AFC East and the number two seed. You can place that all on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Segment number two here on this third Friday, January 5th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. So, Nick, uh, three three stars of the game. There are I don't believe there are any wrong answers here as far as as far as as far as three stars of the game. So, so whatever what as but for me, I got to say the entire second line for me is is this are the stars of the game. Sam Bennett, Carver Hagee, Matthew Kachuk. And the broadcast mentioned this. Carver Hagee, four straight games with a goal and an assist. It's game number 38, mm-hmm. and he has 20 goals already. Just yep. incredible what he's doing. Uh, and think, think about this, the increased ice time that the, that the forwards had with Erod and Barkov not not playing the rest of the way. I mean, I'm just looking at the trying to look at the ice time. I NHL app does not have the ice time actually. Um but but the the increased ice time that they had to have. I'm going to look at it um while I give you the floor, but just and also Paul Maurice, let's also give a shout out to the coach. And this was this had to, a lot to do with the Panthers sticking to their plan, sticking to their system and knowing who they are as far mm-hmm. as as far as limiting the amount of chances on their goaltender because Sergey Brodsky had to set the tone early but the rest of the way as uh as Randy Moeller said he didn't have to be perfect there and all that yeah so i mean getting back to your three stars um i would definitely have to say the second line would definitely be up there um, I'm definitely going to say that uh, Bennett deserves uh, accolades. I, I'd probably put him as the third star. I put to Chuck as the second star, but I had to put Bobrovsky as number one because uh, if it wasn't for him in the first period, this this game probably was way different and Panthers are probably down by multiple goals, if not by three or four. Uh, so I got to give hats off to him. But the whole second line finally stepped up. They finally stepped up. They played like a first line. They really stepped up in a way that, you know, 
they knew what was on the line and what they needed to take care of. And it was just awesome to see every single one of them getting on the score sheet tonight. Um, then you have the defense where I think just every single one of them had a great game. Um, you know, I, I harp on Ekblad a lot and I always post the cone on X and everything with him. And uh, <laughs> he only had one play like that tonight. And, uh, you know, it did save a goal, as you mentioned. But other than that, everybody was really good tonight. So if I were to do my three stars officially, I'm going to do um, probably uh, the defense, the second line, and then Bobrovsky, if I could do it that way. Following that, um, you know, just just mm -hmm. thinking about what this win means, as you were saying at the top of the show, this could be a culture setter, I mean, for this season going into, you know, the later stages of the, of the season, um, knowing that they were able to get this this weight off of them and knowing that they can win anywhere now. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, and listen, the the moment the moment that Barkov and Erod went went down, I was just thinking, man, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot for the for the Panthers to have to to have to to manage as far as as far as as far as just trying to get through. This felt like that the Panthers had to go into uh survival mode as as far as that. And and man, did 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 the did the guy step up? I mean, total total shots. Uh, and and the thing is that nobody overwhelmed as far as taking the amount of shots. They were pretty even out. I mean, Bennett had four, uh, Lundell had three, Lusterinen had three, Stenland had four, Kachuk, Verhage all had four, Ekblad as well. Pretty good distribution of of you know of shots. And looking at the ice time as well, there wasn't an overwhelming amount of total time on ice as well as well bennett had 18 minutes uh reinhardt had 21 matthew kachuk had 20 so that 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 is that is also a great job coaching by paul maurice as far as that as as well and also credit to maurice as far as what he's done with barkov's minutes over the season even though he's uh he went out um in in this one uh his ice time is down and he's doing more with the less ice time as well so credit to to the coach for managing that as far as when we thought this game was won or lost. I think this one's easy. The five on three. That has to be, that has to be the moment where you said, Hmm, that, that the Panthers getting, allowing only one shot on goal there. That's the moment. <laughs> for me, it was the Verhage goal. Um, mm. You know, I, I do think the five on three gave them a really good boost, but they didn't score. Um, I, I guess right away after that, um, but I just think the Verhage goal basically clinched it for them. I think Vegas after that was just pretty much done with the game. They didn't really show a lot of heart. Um, I'm actually surprised that they didn't try to get chippy because uh, that's usually their MO, um, especially Mark Stone and Mark Gisot. And, uh, you know, I think they're trying not to take too many liberties because they didn't have Colasar out mm -hmm. there tonight. And we already know how to deal with him, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, one-punch man uh, Ryan Lomberg didn't have his opportunity oh. to – to go up against them again so just had a t-shirt idea yeah <laughs> yeah so uh just a uh, just an overall great night and uh and uh we're gonna we're gonna actually transition over to segment number three where we're gonna discuss more about uh sam reinhardt getting a bid for the all-star game an extension on the panthers books and previewing saturday's game between the florida panthers and the Colorado Avalanche. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On 
Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. And it's almost ha- the halfway point of the NHL season. Regardless of where the Panthers are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash on Daily Fantasy contests. All you have to do is pick studs like Sam Reinhart, Nathan McKinnon, Sidney Crosby, and if they will record more or less than the sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Cats fans. You can win 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Back on this Friday, January 5th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. And before we continue on with the program, no, no updates for Barkoff and Evan Rodriguez until tomorrow per Coach Paul Maurice. And the Panthers, they will be practicing. They will have a 3 p.m. Eastern practice from T-Mobile Arena tomorrow, right before they travel to Colorado. So we will know at around 3 p.m. tomorrow about the updates on Barkoff and Evan Rodgers. And according to Jameson Oliver of FloridaPanthers.com, Maurice says it's one of my favorite, one of his favorite wins of the year. Can't blame him. I really can't blame him. Uh, so Nick, some good news is. We did get the we did get the announcement of who will be the Panthers representative for the All Star Game this uh this year in Toronto, which will be going on in the first week uh weekend of February. It'll be February second and third from Scotiabank Arena. It's going to go back to the draft uh version of the All Star Game, uh going back to when the last one they did in Columbus uh, at Nationwide Arena. And Yuvis Belinskis, remember him? Uh, mm-hmm. I know, I know, uh, I know. Uh, he hasn't been here for a while, and and that's the great thing about having depth, and and what the Panthers did early on in the season with Uvis Belinskis being part of the mix. But he has been given a two-year extension by the Florida Panthers. So some great news as far as that for the Florida Panthers, because we all knew that we all know that Oliver Ekman Larson is just one year here and likely going to get paid somewhere else. Still no, still no word on extensions for. Gus Forsling and Brandon Montour on the defensive front still have to find out Sam Reinhart and day by day. He's seems like he's pricing himself out of Florida, in my opinion, <laughs> but Yves Belinskis, a great find great for the scouting department to find him at the world championships playing in the extra Liga in Czechia and, and the, the Latvian is getting a chance in the NHL and 
this is one of and going back to Bill Zito's press conference at the beginning of the season in media day, putting the emphasis on Charlotte and Belitskis was actually named defenseman of the month uh, of the week uh, for the Charlotte checkers averaging a point per game as a defenseman mm-hmm. there too. So the, the playing professional hockey, the experience there, and then taking it to the first part of the season, then to the NHL, to, then to the AHL, excuse me. And then getting a two year extension, Man, what a great situation for the future of the Panthers. Reminds me of a defenseman that they had last season that they uh, picked up off of waivers or that they signed, uh, you know, uh, his name is Josh Mahura, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just awesome that Zito and the management have such great scouting and being able to pick up players that not only can make an impact right now, but also they don't have to, you know, stretch themselves thin as if something doesn't work out or, you know, let's just say, hey, we have to pay somebody, you know, how are we going to be able to figure out the salary cap? I think this signing gives a little bit more room uh, for Zito and co to actually go out and actually either re-sign both Montour and Forsling or be able to bring in another fish later on if they can't afford those two or even Reinhardt. So um, it, it's a good way of doing business and it shows that your department knows what they're doing, that they can be trusted and that, you know, the best decision will always be made by the collective that they have. Yeah, no doubt. And I meant to say defenseman of the month, not defenseman of the week, by the way, eh. as far as uh Belinskis, but still just a great run that he had in the month of December for uh, the Charlotte checkers and just, uh, he'll be back. He'll be back for for the Panthers, and that's a great thing for as far as as that for uh, the Cats, and just as far as trying to create that depth with the blue line. Even if Belinskis's role isn't a huge one, uh, you, you're still doing, you're still finding those diamonds in the rough. And going back to Mahura, the fact that he played 82 games and the and the depth increased, and he's the odd man out. As mm-hmm. far as the team perspective, you can't ask for anything better when when it's uh it's that situation where uh where that happens with with the panthers so turning the page to saturday which not a late game for the panthers 4 p.m puck drop uh eastern time 2 p.m mountain time in in colorado uh the avalanche are coming off an overtime win against the dallas stars nathan mckinnon he's been on an absolute heater and Struggle with injuries last season. I mean, you saw Miko Rantanen, uh, a good portion of the season, uh, carrying the Colorado Avalanche while Nathan McKinnon was hurt. But then also, we spoke about, I spoke about the Vegas Golden Knights going through the motions at, currently as it stands. But even though the Colorado Avalanche have seven wins in their last 10, a few weeks ago, it wasn't going so well for them. Mm-hmm. Even Devontae's called out the team in the media saying, some guys they think that think they're playing well, but when they aren't, and I'm like, wow, this isn't necessarily your big superstar player. It's a leader on the team, a guy you gave up a lot of draft capital for, two second round picks, and you extended, but still part of mm-hmm. that top pair. So the leadership is the leadership, and him calling out, it's valid for someone like Devontae's to call him out, and look how they've responded because, you know, spoke about the dog days of the NHL season. We're kind of in that right now. And it was the same. And when you win, you know, it's uh, the the NHL, the regular season, you're just trying to get through. And man, have the Avalanche responded. And they're tops of the division with, along with Dallas, 
and Winnipeg. Winnipeg has been a great story this year, even without yep. Kyle Connor. Uh, but still, this is going to be not an easy matchup for for the Florida Panthers going into Colorado. And let's not forget what happened last year's matchup. The Florida Panthers go in, I believe it was a five one lead in the in the final period, and Colorado Colorado comes storming back into the Florida Panthers. Still end up winning that game, a little bit of a scare. But the Panthers have they haven't they, they haven't swept nobody's. Nobody swept the season series in the last few years. It's been equal back and forth as far as as that for for the Panthers and the Avalanche. And just the correlations continue are as far as rebuilding history. I mean, 20, 2013 draft, 2011, uh, 2015 as well. So many connections still with these or these two organizations. And Georgiev uh, playing on the top of his game as well. They let go of Kemper a few years ago, and still mm-hmm. Georgiev is uh, t- uh, has at least been steady for the avalanche he has and he leads the nhl in overall wins uh you know which a lot of people don't really like looking at um you know goalie wins as a stat but you know uh we have our own guy bobrowski who's now second i think with 19 and i think you know he would love to get another one and be in the 20s uh you know before the all-star break and that would just be a phenomenal thing for him but to say that Colorado Avalanche have not really uh, played up to their standards, they haven't, you know, over the last year, and mainly it's because of injuries. I mean, they haven't had Landis Goggin forever, mm-hmm. um, and they, the jury's still out what's going to go happen with him. Uh, you know, you have McKinnon who's banged up, who's been playing pretty well, but, you know, it just hasn't really taken that next gear until the last week or two. Rattanen's always been there. McCarr's been injured here and there, but he's still himself. I'm just wondering when this team is actually going to be fully healthy and when they're going to all put it together. Cause I think right now this is just the tip of the iceberg and they're going to run away with the central if Dallas doesn't do anything about it, but going to the matchup on Saturday, um, it makes you wonder if Barkoff can't play, if Rodriguez can't play, what is this lineup going to look like? Is it going to be the Bennett Chuck show on the first line? Are they going to call up Sam Are they going to call up sort of, what is the plan going to be? Because mm-hmm. listen, this Colorado team is deep and they have multiple weapons that can take you out and you can't rely on Bob the whole entire game. You're going to have to have a team plan, which Florida does, but at times, you know, it, they, they might falter. So you really have to go in with a solid game plan and everybody has to know what their assignments are. And number one is stopping Nathan McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Especially with how, how <laughs> how fast he can skate through the neutral zone. He he gains no speed. Lab, it's please. game over most times when he's yeah <laughs> yeah. No yeah. And lab, let's please. not also forget. Um, let's also not forget how the veterans that they've gotten who have who one who has won somewhere else in like a Ross Colton, and and then someone who wasn't part of a, a retooling plan in Nashville in Ryan Johansson, and also. Valerie Nachuskin, they extended him after they won the cup, but man, he's still that net front presence on the power play as well. So he is dangerous as well. So it, there's not a lot of weaknesses on on, on this t- uh, on this team as well, and they're just continuing to run it r- run it back. I mean, they have uh they have uh Nathan McKinnon's friend from junior hockey in uh in Jonathan Druan. So so that that Scored is twice a tonight storyline as well. So. We'll we'll see we'll see about what happens there as far as that, but you know there's so many just dangerous players on, on the Colorado Avalanche, and it's it's gonna it's 
it's going to be a difficult one, but hey, uh, never say never. And we'll know. And the worst part about this, honestly, with the Barkov injury is Saturday would have been game number 700 for mm. and going up against McKinnon too in the same draft. That, that would have been awesome for the, for the only Florida Panther to play 700 games and, and Nathan McKinnon being on the other side of it. So that would have been, I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll know more about it tomorrow. So, so we'll, we'll, so it, it, no, no show tomorrow, but, but follow me on X and, and all the people who cover the Florida Panthers on X for more Barkoff updates. And we'll, uh, we'll come back next week and discuss more about that game. And hopefully the Florida Panthers on their way to, to an even better road trip as they already guarantee 500. But Nick, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this uh, Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, a late night Fairbanks uh, Friday, 1.50 a.m. as it shows on uh, on our clocks here. So tell everybody where they can follow you online. It's great to be on again, especially for when our first win in Vegas. Uh, everybody can follow me on X at Prudentia Zero. Looking to be back next week. Hopefully we can be talking about maybe eight, nine. We want 10 wins. Yeah, by, by that time, the Panthers will be returning home, and it'll be 90s night against the LA Kings at home. So there you go. Ho- hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be talking about that then. But Nick, thank you so much, and see you next week, my friend. See you next week. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Philip Livingstone and Sue Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.